What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 168. And today, yes, we are talking about all things UFO, UAP, whatever you want to call them. USO. USOs, exactly. We're going to be talking about unidentified flying objects that are flying around in our airspace mm-hmm. all over the world. And specifically focusing on the Pentagon's <laughs> UFO report that just happened to come out. Uh, Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, actually, on June 25th is when the preliminary report was released. And we're going to be discussing that because I'm sure many of you have wondered what our thoughts are on it Mm -hmm. and, you know, what or maybe you didn't even read it at all. And you're just waiting for us to tell you what what's in it. So we're going to go over all of that. We're also going to be talking about uh, Dr. Stephen Greer's new film, The Cosmic Hoax, a little bit Mm -hmm. because he put out some interesting information in that. But we're really just going to be diving into the whole subject as a whole. I know we've covered it a number of times on the show, but today we're going to kind of cover some new stuff that I've uncovered, um, some new theories around, you know, what are these things flying around? It's just kind of crazy to think that, you know, there are so many sightings of these unidentified craft, and yet, you know, a lot of people don't even seem to care. I think it's just that it's so overwhelming to people and scary to a point that you almost want to just bury your head in the sand and not hear anything about it. But now that it is being talked about so much in the mainstream and there's articles coming out all the time and new information kind of slowly leaking, a lot of it, things that we've been talking about on this show for years, but to the average person, it's like really intimidating. And I think because there's so much information and a lot of it is false it's hard to know where to look or someone has heard like one stupid thing That's a good that point. is clearly That's not true point. and they've kind of ruled out the entire world. Totally. Yeah. I think it really depends on who you're getting your information from and just the whole world of ufology in general is, is very, very torn right now. I mean, there's a lot of people in the community that are, you know, fighting with each other and yeah. Everybody's got kind of a different explanation for things and everybody's got their own whistleblowers and But then and, their whistleblowers say conflicting information. So you know not all of them are telling the truth. Right. That's that's what's really hard about it is I think honestly, I don't know if anybody really truly knows the truth about about the phenomenon, but I think some people do have some nuggets of truth. But yes. then again, I mean it's hard to say because there's no way, you know, for any of us to definitively say that this is exactly what these things are this is who's piloting them this is where they come from Mm -hmm. this is how the government's handling it this is what it could look like what's the future going to be like there's so many different theories it's hard to navigate this entire world right now it really is i mean for gosh almost a hundred years the governments have been completely denying the existence of ufos and Mm -hmm. being like oh what are you you're just seeing weather balloons flying around or wasn't it like 2004 that they even admitted that you know yeah it was like area, area 51, 51 was, was a thing was a thing yeah, yeah. that they officially like declassified yeah well area 51. for years they just denied it denied it, exi- it, it existed yeah and then bob lazar came out you know back in 60s 70s and you know he was the first one to kind of out mm-hmm. area 51 because you know he claimed to work there so it's yeah. interesting that all of a sudden you know we're seeing all of the media outlets starting to talk about it. And now we have to the stars and Tom DeLong's company and all of the associates he has with that, you know, David Mellon to, uh, you know, some of these other individuals, Lou Elizondo, mm-hmm. who is like the person that ran the Pentagon's UFO program. So all of this information has sort of started to be leaked to the public. Yeah. And so a lot of people are having differing opinions about 
what direction is the government going to go with UFOs? Are they mm-hmm. actually going to end up declassifying a lot of this information? Are we going to know the truth about the phenomenon and what the government knows and what they've had potentially, you know, been working on for the past, you know, hundred years or so. And that's really the big question is like, are they going to tell us the truth or are they going to try to push us in one particular direction, which is kind of where, you know, the cosmic hoax film, the Dr. Greer film really mm-hmm. kind of sort of lays out for you which direction they could go. Yeah. And it's a lot of it in Dr. Greer's film is things that we've already talked about that. He's already talked about numerous times. Like if you've been following his work for a while or just staying up to date on UFO, you know, information and media, then it's nothing like shocking that you didn't already know, but it, it kind of is a good spot. I think for maybe people who are kind of dipping their toes in the water. Yeah. You know, it's a good yeah. starting place. Cause it really goes over so much, like, especially the intro. It's just like, he kind of catches you up on where he comes from really quickly and what all he has done and where things are moving. And then it's focused very much on where things are going to go. Right. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that in, in more depth here in a little bit, but I want to start with the UFO report just in general, cause that's the, you know, the big thing we're all waiting for and everybody online was, you know, tweeting this and that about it, that it was going to mm-hmm. reveal that, you know, we have had contact with extraterrestrials or, you know, maybe we'll finally find out the truth about mm-hmm. what they're doing in area 51 or what happened with Roswell. And to everyone's disappointment, this report literally had very little information mm-hmm. in, in it and definitely nothing that was groundbreaking by any means. Literally nine pages. Mm-hmm. We waited for six months for <laughs> them to create this unclassified report to come out to the public and but it was nine really, pages. What do we expect? It's true. Like, come on. We knew they weren't going to just lay it all <laughs> out there for no. us. No, I mean, anybody that thought they do that. Shit. No, they're going to, they're going to slowly drip it to mm-hmm. us. Yep. So in this report, I'm going to go over five takeaways okay. from it that are important to note. So again, this is the preliminary report and part of, you know, what the Senate wanted when they asked for this was, they want an unclassified report for the public. And then there's a classified portion of it. That's going to be only given to the politicians and Mm -hmm. the people in the government. And maybe eventually we'll see that report. There's actually a guy named John Greenwald. He runs the black vault website, which is based. He does like freedom of information act requests. And he's trying to put in a request to get the rest of the information declassified. So that we can see what's in that classified report. Because obviously there's him, more information. Yeah. I mean, It'll, they only care so much about the Freedom of Information Act. They'll still say fuck you at the end of the day if you, they really don't want you to know something. Yeah. Most likely they're going to deny that, I would guess. But who knows? I mean, who really knows what's, what's going to come out? So mm-hmm. in the report that they did release, they said that of the 144 cases they listed in the report, only one incident was properly identified. So out of the 144 cases of UFO activity, only one incident was actually identified in that particular UAP, which again, the government's using this term UAP versus UFO. Mm -hmm. The UAP is kind of the new term for UFO now, which is unidentified Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Right. So UFO is kind of like, I think they're, they changed it because like of the, you know, amount of I don't know, stigma or around I think, I think that's probably it too. I mean, maybe they had a more important reason, but yeah, that would be my guess too is yeah. Cause of Hollywood and 
UFOs. Right. If the government's using UFO in their reports, then it's kind of like, you know, can you take it seriously or not? Maybe. I mean, or there could be other reasons they changed it. You never know. You never know. So they were able to identify definitively one of these cases, but the other 143 remaining cases were left unidentified. And the report suggested that they fall into one of five categories, either airborne clutter, like a balloon. Okay. So like a weather balloon, which weather balloons definitely could be mistaken for a UFO because they do go up to almost 80,000 feet into the air, but they don't move like a... But they're saying this is something that is unidentified to them. So they weren't able to identify it as a weather balloon. Right. So they're just saying it falls into one of these. They've created categories and they're saying Mm -hmm. the 143 cases fall into one of these categories. Okay. So that's just one of the category. Then there's natural atmospheric phenomenon. So that would be like some type of, you know, I don't know, lightning or whatever, some other type of weather phenomena. Okay. Um, US, uh, USG or US industry developmental program. So some other type of government industry program, Mm -hmm. foreign adversary systems or vehicles operated by foreign countries, such as China and Russia. Mm -hmm. And then the final category is the other for things that simply just cannot be explained. So did they tell us how many are in each category? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Cause they they just (laughs) say that they fall into one of them. So they didn't like break Mm -hmm. down which fell into which one, but well, that's a softball way of putting it to people so that people, someone who doesn't want to believe in aliens can take that and be like, see, it's mostly just balloons and stuff from the governments. Right. Because it may be only one of those or zero, you know, they don't know exactly how many. No. And I don't, I don't even know if they went that far to even, they probably weren't even able to investigate it to a point where they would be able mm-hmm. to put it into one of the categories. Mm. Most of the times you, you know, the information you have is not enough to yeah. even determine whether or not it falls into a specific category or not. But what was also interesting is it kind of focused on some of the incidents that have been captured from the year 2004 uh, up until March, 2021. So they really, what's interesting to me is that in this report, there was no mention of historical UFO events in history, such as Roswell, that was not in there at all. Phoenix Lights, which was the UFOs that were seen over Arizona, Nevada, and the Mexican state of Sonora in March 1997, which was a huge event that tons and tons of people saw. But none of this was included in the report. They only looked at incidents since 2004, which conveniently in 2004 is when that first ufo clip which we'll we'll show you guys those here in a, in a few but that the navy captured uh the uss nimitz uh, carrier group captured off the coast of california and those were the clips that were declassified and released to the public as these are official ufo you know events that we captured on on film but of course the things that we have actual legitimate questions about that can't be answered they're not going to put in Phoenix lights are completely unexplained. Of course, we're not going to get jack shit on that. Of course, they're not give us going to give us anything on Roswell. I mean, of course, this is how they always release documents. But they're com- they're just completely denying the fact that any any sort of UFO activity was ever observed or confirmed by the government. Even though one hundred and ten percent, they did have they have data on these events because where these places these you know these ufos were seen 
I mean, there's Air Force bases, there's radar. We don't know if they're denying them or just not including them in this report because this right. is it could be in the classified. Yeah, could be it, in the classified it one. is. Yeah, and they're only giving us the most recent stuff that's been declassified already. Mm-hmm. And there's probably stuff along those, you know, between 2004 and now that we don't know about that aren't being included, is what I would bet. Yeah, that's that's good point. I don't think they're just being super transparent with us. No, no, absolutely not. But what they did confirm is that out of these 144 cases, most of the UAPs were captured by multiple sensors such as radars, weapon seekers, or automatic weapon launchers, and infrared sensors rather than just cameras, which wouldn't happen if they were a mirage. So these are 100% objects that were tracked by very advanced military systems and radar and infrared sensors. So we know that this wasn't just like they mm-hmm. were just seeing something because yeah. a mirage appeared over the ocean or something. And these are actual trackable UAPs that were that were seen and we got data on mm-hmm. that they just can't explain. So much to the disappointment of all of us, the report did not even include the words extraterrestrial at all. They didn't even put that in there because obviously mm-hmm. if they even remotely said there's a possibility some of these objects could be from outer space, that's going to just incite i don't know panic or people to really want to look into it further you know people know that there's not this is not everything that they have this is just a very basic version of events you know since things were started being declassified those ufo clips back in 2017 and so they're giving us very very limited information but what's interesting is that all of this is kind of setting setting the you know search for extraterrestrial life and just the research around ufos and uaps into motion because now NASA is actually going to get involved in the search for UFOs and UAPs and actually like tracking it, which is to me is hilarious (laughs) because if you know anything about, you know, UFOs and the history Mm -hmm. behind it, you know that NASA's seen UFOs for since the beginning of the space program. But they've always denied that. Yes. So this is their kind of way of being like, oh, we're now going to start. But of course they always have been. So the new NASA administrator... Bill Nelson, who was, you know, put into office by Joe Biden, did an interview with CNN and he confirmed that the footage that the government released, those UFO videos, were not an optical illusion. But he was very skeptical because obviously, you know, the media outlets love to be like, do you Mm -hmm. think it's aliens or do you think it's (laughs) extraterrestrials? And they're like, they're never going to be like, yes. But he didn't deny the possibility that they could be extraterrestrial. He said, we, they just don't know. And they always allude to the fact that this could be, you know, could even be an enemy or an adversary's technology that we just don't know about. But it's interesting that now NASA's on on board with UFOs, mm-hmm. UAPs, and they're going to start tracking it. And, you know, all of the UFO research is all starting to happen now. Yeah. Conveniently, when we now have a space force and all these other things. So hence, this is why Dr. Greer kind of, you know, puts out this cosmic hoax documentary to kind of play the devil's advocate on you know the side of well is that really what the government's wanting to do is just to explore this and try to figure out what this is and you know if it's a threat or not but before we get into that i want to look at some of these ufo clips again because we now know a lot more about them since they came out nearly a couple years ago and because these pilots that were actually you know, seeing these firsthand are actually coming out and being interviewed and talking about their experiences. And it's really, really interesting to 
to hear it from them firsthand, being a pilot, flying a, a fighter jet for one is just really cool. And it's got to be a really crazy experience in itself. But then yeah. to be out there and seeing things that you have no idea what they are in the and sky, in the sky, <laughs> right? So or under the water. And then going up into the mm -hmm. sky and having no idea what they are, who's piloting them. Mm -hmm. And your job is to defend the air. And yet you have these things flying around that no one seems to know what they are. So it's just, it's truly a mystery. So the first clip we're going to look at is called the Go Fast UFO clip. And this was captured in January 2015 by an F-18 fighter jet off the East Coast. Uh, I think it was off the East Coast of Florida. This one and then the gimbal clip. So we'll play the go fast clip first. That thing is moving quick. Yeah. So that thing is, and that's why they're freaking out is because mm -hmm. they're like, look at that thing. And yeah. it's moving. I mean, some of these things are moving at like thousands of miles per hour. And they can go much faster than that. Like it's yeah. surprising they yeah. were able to even keep up with them. them yeah. To, to even shot. lock, the, you know, lock on their IR camera yeah. onto it and, and mm -hmm. follow it. So then here's the, the gimbal footage. Dude, this is a fucking drone, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Look at that thing, dude. That's not our LNS, though, is it? It's not. That is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like another thing, it's rotating. I think that is one of the most unbelievable clips. And I know that if you've watched our show for a while, you've definitely seen them. I mean, even if you haven't, most people have seen that I mean, it's been all over clip. the news and everything, yep. too. And it's crazy because you can see it so well. It's different than just a little light-up dot on the screen. I mean, you can see it moving. You can shape, see the structure yeah. of it. And it looks like a classic UFO. It looks like, like a kid disc were to draw shape, a UFO, yeah. it would be that. It looks like um, a disc in the way that and it... With the two tops on either yeah. side and then how it com completely go up and down yeah. and so they're tracking this from an f-18 fighter jet which these are some of the fastest you know most advanced aircraft in the world and this thing is flying 120 knots into the wind not with the wind into the wind and at the same time it's rotating and if a human being were in a craft like that chances are i, I don't i don't know what that would do to you but it probably wouldn't be very comfortable if even possible for a human to to be in that type of environment going that no, fast no, no. and also rotating our bodies in, a, in a craft like that. Our yeah. bodies cannot do that. At least not yet. We haven't gotten as as we pilots know. to training like that. As far as we know. I mean, it's pretty clear. We don't have, I mean, unless they truly, some government has that technology. I mean, I guess, of course, you can't 100% say that that's a alien piloted craft. Right. But. You don't know. I mean, it could be some type of drone. I mean, you heard them say like it's, is that a fucking drone, bro? And and it could be some type of foreign adversaries drone or something like that or AI. 
powered craft of some sort like that. It's just harder. I mean, that's always possible, but it seems unlikely. It's a lot easier to believe with the way that it's moving and everything that really that is something from out of this world. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of us or a lot of people in the military or, you know, high ranking generals and things like that have always said that United States literally leads the world in its military technology and everything. And well, we, of course they tell us that. Right, but yeah. Right. But, but I know what you mean. But you know what I mean? Like it's well known by many that, you know, we are we have the most advanced weapon systems in the entire world as far as we know. Mm-hmm. And so we're these are military people who are privy to access a lot of those technologies and right. they're blown away by mm-hmm. these things and just have no clue what they're looking at. They're like Yeah, their reaction alone tells you a lot. What's really interesting too is as we'll see with the next clip, which is my favorite one, which is the famous Tic Tac UFO because it's shaped like a Tic Tac. Right. It's oblong shape. But a little back. Oblong. Oblong. I like that word. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting about all these clips, they're all captured by the Navy and they're all seen over the ocean. And it's really interesting that so many UFO sightings and ones that are captured I mean, even looking at like Dr. Greer's footage and a lot of yeah. his UFOs and a lot of his CE5 activity he captures is also over the ocean. Over the ocean, going in the ocean, going up from the ocean. I mean, I'm sure Seems a lot like of there's a are, connection between yeah. UFOs or UAPs in the ocean. Let us know in the comments below if you personally believe that UFOs could be going into the ocean, that there could be alien life underneath the ocean. Could be, could be. It's a real possibility. It is. I mean, it would make sense, right? Yeah. It's the best it place to hide. It makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. You, there's we, no, barely go, we barely know what we're doing in the ocean. We haven't we, even explored no. any of it, really. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's down there. We can't even really go down to the depths of the ocean because it's no, so deep. We don't have gr- the greatest technology for yeah. exploring the ocean either. We don't invest much into that. And, no, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that we don't. It no, is we're so interesting, so... Josh. <laughs> but so... it is. It is, though. <laughs> why isn't Jeff Bezos going to the bottom of the ocean? Why is he so? Why are they so worried about going out into space? When because he's a rich fuck who is worried that it's going to go to shit here, <laughs> yeah. and he wants to get the hell out right. before you think and that's like what be it part is? of the early. The ocean yeah, it seems like it. All the rich no people offense, are leaving, but the ocean's like not doing great at all. So I don't yeah. think they're like. They care enough to go in there when they That's can a leave. good point. Yeah. They're just like, screw it. The whole planet's fucked. We're That's what it seems like. We gotta go establish our base somewhere else. Don't yeah, it's interesting that, on this topic. On that Jeffrey Bezos is meltdown. going to space, but actually somebody's beating him to space. Richard <laughs> Branson uh, is actually gonna be the first guy into space that's better than jeff yeah which is hilarious i mean there's a bunch of memes clowning bill Jeffrey gates Bezos. is also planning to go he just yeah. came out and was like They're i'll be going all there elon's gonna go going. did you know elon musk sold all of his possessions all of his houses and he lives in a fifty thousand dollar tiny home really and he and that's verified 100 percent. oh yeah he lives I in I a fifty thousand dollar tiny home next to the spacex Where does facility he park all his teslas he do, he has one tesla i think Oh, okay. Or I don't know how many, t- but he lives in a, he sold, he's a billionaire. He's a basically the richest guy on the planet other than Bezos. And he's parked his tiny home next to a SpaceX facility, sold all of his assets off. So you can just focus on it. Cause he's trying to leave. God, Elon's trying to leave too. Everybody, all the rich are going to leave us here <sighs> this on this is planet. giving me a lot of existential dread right now. Cause it's like, you guys have all this money literally could save the planet. 
with a percentage of their money and yet they're like screw the planet let's build a, a space shuttle that can get me the hell off of it and live somewhere else well that worries me that they know things about the future or things that'll that could happen could be they yeah. could be you know anyway back to the, the aliens know. my okay. anxiety is getting sorry out of control yeah here. i didn't mean to go into an existential <laughs> crisis right now that the planet is dying and we're being left here to die on it but anyway <laughs> so the, this podcast <laughs> is so fun there is hope people don't worry there is hope what is our hope you? well <laughs> maybe we need to yes. make the child to save the world yeah. Oh, God. yeah maybe one of our children will be the one that saves us all you never know but anyways, back to the Fleur Tic Tac UFO. So before we show the clip, I want to give you some background information on it because the the footage that they captured is really after a lot of the excitement happens. So the Tic Tac UFO was in November 2004 and a pilot by the name of David Fravor, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he was flying a fighter jet, a Super Hornet with the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group when they were just out there normal day they do this all the time they go out like 60 miles off the coast of san diego or 100 miles off the coast and they do air defense training where basically it's like two versus two so there's two good guys versus two bad guys and they fly around in the air and they do training where they practice having basically aerial combat with other adversaries and flying in these specific formations so they're out there doing this and then the aircraft carrier is like hey guys there's something out there. Don't know what it is. Go check it out. Like abandon your training. It's time to go really check out this unknown, unidentified object that's out there on radar. So they fly towards this thing and they get right to the point where on radar it is supposed to be. This object's supposed to be right there. And they're flying around. They're like, hey guys, we don't see anything up here. There's nothing out here. And then that's when they look down into the ocean. And they see this glowing white tic-tac-shaped USO at that point under the water kind of dancing around. The way he described it was like a ping pong ball bouncing off of the walls. So this thing's just Whoa. like erratically like moving around below him. And they're just like, and this thing's 40 feet. Holy long, shit. 40 feet long. Oval, kind of oval in shape. Literally a white tic-tac, glowing white tic-tac flying around. And so they're like, what the hell is that? And so they start circling around trying to get a better look at it. And David decides, I'm going to I'm going to go fly down low. Like these guys fly like just above yeah. the surface of the water. That's how Skim like it. how good they are. And mm -hmm. so he goes down. And as he's going down, this thing pew, shoots up, shoots Cut all the, the way up to their altitude, there. just like pew, out of wow. the water up into the air. And all of a sudden, this thing is at their altitude up high up in the air. And it's just hovering there. So they're starting, they're like, oh my God, and freaking out and starting to circle around, radioing back to like, what is this thing? What is this thing? Holy fuck. And then as they try to get it. close enough to it, this thing just shoots off, gone in, in an instant. They're like, it just vanished in plain yeah. sight. And then it pops up on radar again. In a minute, it went 60 miles. <laughs> yep. And, th and that, that makes so much sense because a lot of the footage we see, they're moving so fucking fast. Right. Like that famous footage in the valley. I don't know if we're going to show that today, but that those dudes just caught on their drone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that how thing. quickly it moved. I mean, we saw it move over instant. miles in seconds. So to, it, when I when you calculate that out, this 
Tic Tac object was was flying at 3,700 miles per hour. Holy shit. Which like your biggest set, you know, That's, airliners fly at wow. 700 yeah. miles an hour. So oh we're talking 3,700 miles per hour is how fast. So there's no fucking way. There's no way a human is, is in that thing without no. some type of technology that we don't know yep. about. There's just no way. It's I mean, AI it's or it's extraterrestrial 100%. There's just no fucking way. It, it's, it seems that it way. It defies the laws of everything we yeah. know. Yeah. So what was crazy though is that they realize, so they're, they're like, it's gone. They fly back to what's called a cap point, which is where they kind of like meet back up. Mm-hmm. And when they fly back to this point, which was only known by the pilots and their crew on the ship, and guess what's fucking at their cap point? This object's back. Are you fucking so me? at that point they're like holy shit this thing is totally intelligent it knew exactly where we were it was flying alongside us and it knew exactly where we were going to meet up and basically met us there without wow. how, how would it know that this thing is intelligent yeah, that's what they said they're like wouldn't. it knew we were there it was watching us it was literally moving with us and then it when it met us up at the cat point it just like freaked us all over like oh my god did it stay there did it just like hover for yeah a it bit? just was like hovering there and then like Eventually it left. It it took off, but then probably to let them know. Yeah. Well, then they flew back to the carrier, and then another pilot hopped in his horn and he's like, "I'm gonna go chase that thing. I'm gonna go <laughs> after it." So another pilot takes off, and this is where that footage comes from because okay, the David wasn't. They didn't have like their cameras rolling on it. Oh, so this other damn. pilot flies out there and he captures the Tic Tac UFO on his FLIR camera. So here's that footage. Okay. So again, this is the Super Hornets FLIR camera, and there it is right there. It's just sitting up there in the sky, just hovering. But it also moves at 3,700 miles per hour. Just like observing them. Yeah, just chilling. Things 40 feet long. Damn. Yeah. It looks so tiny. I know it looks tiny in this camera, but it's it's actually huge. You can tell it's like flying. And then, it's, and then it notices that there's a you know plane coming at him and it starts to to move around yeah it's like moving out see how it's moving though it's just like stops it can like move stop move like nothing no nothing we've ever seen yeah there's no so they said there's no propulsion system there was no smoke coming from it there's no sign of any sort of Mm -hmm. technology that we would know about at all because it's out of this world Mm -hmm. wow that's See, then it's just gone like that. It's like so fast. I mean, it looks kind of slow on that, but like there's no like startup time. It's just like it moves as as that's a fire plane flying at hundreds of miles per hour. And this thing's just gone, gone. That's the tic tac. We really are like a bunch of barbarians to them. Barbarians. (laughs) Barbarians. (laughs) Barbarians. Barbarians. I know. Absolutely crazy, though. I love that footage. Yeah. But I have some other cool clips, too, that. Uh, we haven't shown on the show before, but before we show those, we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud, with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. 
that gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. All right, time for more clips? Yes, time for more clips. The next clip is of a UFO swarming a Navy warship. And this clip was actually uh, sort of leaked by Jeremy Corbell. He is a documentary filmmaker who's now had a bunch of like military officials and things like that Mm -hmm. starting to leak UFO footage to him that he's now leaking. And this clip is actually pretty cool. For two long hours on the night of July 15, 2019, the crew of the USS Omaha detected on multiple sensor systems unknown objects that surrounded the ship as it moved through ocean waters west of San Diego. One of the objects, a self-illuminated sphere at least six feet in diameter, flew alongside the Omaha for an extended period and was observed through a thermal sensor in the ship's combat center. Filmmaker Jeremy Corbell released the Navy video weeks ago and says similar events were reported by eight other Navy ships in the same area over three days. Mark varying range. There was numerous warships that are having similar, um, coor- appearing, it appears to be coordinated interaction. And, uh, and, and, this, and this whole series was within this kind of, I'd say, circumference of 100 miles. And, and there was up to 50 to 100 contacts. So basically orbs. Mm-hmm swarming navy warships which similar area too that's just the most common ufo people seem to see is orbs Mm -hmm. unexplained orbs interesting that they're swarming the warships why to me it's like either something spying you know some type of adversary which is kind of what the government's leading on that these could be some type of you know, technology that one of our adversaries has that's watching our warships and watching our, mm-hmm. our Navy and things like that. Or this is something else entirely that is just unexplained. I mean, the fact that it goes, drops down into the water, pops out of the water. Well, I think with how many UFO sightings there's been around any type of testing sites for nuclear, you know, any type of weapon free, there's been actually interference in some reports, I think it's pretty clear that they're worried about us blowing ourselves up. <laughs> so I think they like to keep an Tabs eye on what on we're doing when it comes to the military. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely one idea for sure. But that's just my own theory, right? Yeah. What do you know? It helps I'm me scared. kind of sleep at night though. Cause yeah. I'm like, oh, they're, they're watching out, out for us. us they're like guardian angels. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's I'm not in that. I'm not that like, it delusional but i think there might be some species of aliens out there that you know do are concerned about the future of humanity and want to help us but again what the fuck do i know do you think that those aliens though see when you say the word humanity like are we included in their humanity or like they're their own like they have their own humanity and we're just like out foreign figures in my own personal beliefs. I believe they are intelligent enough to understand energy and how it flows throughout the entire universe. And that all creatures that are good deserve. (laughs) That's a very interesting. What does good mean though? I think the, I think kind of, right. That's true. Right. Maybe we are bad. Maybe we are shit. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I think the majority of humanity is, has good hearts and good intentions and wants to see good. And I think they know, and I don't think they take life for granted as much Mm. possibly that they would want. I don't think all species out there just are like, Oh, we're better. I think there's evolved species that see other, other ones of us, I guess we're aliens too, Mm -hmm. as worthy of being alive and, I don't know. I guess I just fucking hope so. Hopefully they don't just <laughs> obliviate us. Well, maybe That's just like what I yeah. tell myself. What if, us. <laughs> what if we don't matter what did I at say? all? Obliviate? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what I say half the time. Dyslexia is a wild thing. <laughs> yes, I hope they don't obliterate us. Well, and may- I, But I do think, I'm not like in denial. I feel like there's probably if there are good species out there, there's also got to be evil ones that well, probably would like want to obliterate where I us. Think is like if there's good, there has to be bad because that's how life works that's how the universe balance i totally agree with that yang i think is very but i think if we didn't also have the good part of things if there weren't good Mm -hmm. species that the bad ones would have already like taken over our asses by now i think there's like interplanetary conflict over our well my guess is that like maybe we have so many issues just on our planet with fighting and not getting along so i would imagine that even if they're more advanced. I would assume there's still some type of conflict that they experience maybe within their own kind. Yes. Oh, of course. And like maybe part of them is like, you know, some of the aliens are like, oh, we really want to help move humanity forward and like help others while others, you know, the other side could be like, no, we're trying to like just mm-hmm. stay powerful and like Use fuck these resources. like humans or whatever. Like they, they consider us to yeah. enslave them one day. Yeah, maybe. That's what I think. I don't. I don't think we're significant at all. I don't think they care about us at all. I, know, I think I was it's say, about maybe the, it was a bit of a narcissistic statement. I think it's about like, the. They all care about America. No, I think it's about the. <laughs> America. Just kidding. About the the world. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it's more about humanity, the, the planet, and hmm. I think depending on your your version of events and what you know, if there are intelligent beings piloting these craft that perhaps they're more concerned about the planet and making sure that we don't absolutely decimate it into, yeah. you know, another Mars. It's true. There could be a and, long, well, there is a long history to the earth and yeah, there could be at one time where it was inhabited by aliens. Maybe they just want to protect the earth. Right. And, and yeah, there's some more theories kind of going down that, that path of thinking yeah. that I want to present too. But okay. let's, I want to watch this other UFO clip because this is okay. a, a new one that, that I found. So the next clip comes out of Puerto Rico, actually, the airport there in Aguadilla. Um, and this was captured by a pilot working for the Department of Homeland Security uh, when he captured this uh, UAP. So yeah, this pilot is tracking this UFO that you see flying through the air very quickly. See how fast it's moving? It's having difficulty tracking it. When was this taken? This was in 2013, April 2013. Why don't we have better footage, like at, cameras? <laughs> Damn, <yeah>. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, look how quick it's moving. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy hell! Watch it what looks this like thing a does, balloon though. was like let go. Like it's flying. It's, it's moving too quick though for a balloon to be. No, I'm not saying it yeah. is a balloon. Just the way it's like gliding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't seem like something we make. It looks like sped up footage. Wow. Because it's like. <laughs> It's covering it's so like much leaning land. back yeah, and forth. Yeah. It's just like it's like gliding too easily mm-hmm. to be something that's. Yeah, it looks kind of haphazard, like it's moving all around. Right. right. Almost looks like if it was a plane that it would crash moving around that, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Watch what this thing does, though. It's pretty cool. 
So it's just flying through there. This is by the airport too, mind you. This thing's just flying around the airport. I think, yeah, it's coming up here. Kind of slows down a little bit. I think that's like the airport right there. Yeah, flying across. So your your thoughts are like maybe okay maybe some type of drone somebody's just flying a drone or something like that but it looks bigger than a drone would be to it's be way bigger captured than a drone. on that yeah yeah damn it almost like disappeared for a second so they said that this thing was traveling about 120 miles per hour in the air which is not super fast but definitely it's, fast it's going through clouds I'm assuming that's what all those are and then that is water. I think those are trees, actually. Oh. No, this is like waves in the well, ocean. Well, that is, but yeah. there was trees. So watch there. this thing. Boop. Under the water. Traveling 90 miles an hour. <laughs> Holy Nobody's shit. Nobody's drone does that. What the fuck? Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? That's insane. <laughs> and again, they, they researched this, and there's absolutely no, no explanation for it's it. It's not making any, like... It's gone now. Wait, like splash. No, that's what's crazy. It probably can sense that it was being tracked too. Yeah, yeah. Then it splits into two. What the fuck? Now there's two of them. (laughs) Wow, that's unbelievable footage. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was in 2013 that they saw this. (sighs) Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Gone. Thing splits in the two. That's unbelievable. And this was witnessed by, you know, the, the actual tower at the airport. A bunch of people saw this. And this was recorded on a thermal imaging system, but they have no idea where it came from, what it is, or where it went. I wish it was also recorded on like regular film or like video. I well, I think it would be I think it would be very hard to do that. That's why they use these highly advanced cameras and they because it's moving so quickly that mm-hmm. it's hard to like track it on just like mm-hmm. somebody's camcorder, you know? Yeah, I can't like whip out like, your iPhone. It's your Go, like no, your GoPro. No, I'm not saying like, like that, but like if you were in the airport or like could you, call, if you were in the plane, could you call down to the airport and be like, guys, there's something flying around the airport? I don't know. I just feel like it sucks that we never have like actual good quality. Well, there is. That's videos. the thing. There is. There is. I would but like to see it. We don't have it. That's <laughs> oh, okay. that's the thing. Is of course they're going to keep the best stuff hidden where you can see the most. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, there is high definition footage of a lot of these things. It's just not been declassified yet. So switching gears to Lou Elizondo. Lou Elizondo's kind of become, I guess the 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 UFO guy for the government. I mean, he's been making the rounds on all the public networks, but he did this interview with a very small creator on YouTube. Uh, where he was talking about, he was being asked some questions that viewers had in regards to UFOs, UFO pictures and evidence, which will actually, you know, he'll explain that very question you guys just had of why isn't there better footage. So let's watch some of these clips. It's really interesting. So here's him talking about UFO characteristics. First, I'm going to get to a question that I had, which is, is there a correlation between any of the characteristics of these UAPs, UFOs, and some other characteristic, for example, let's say, that the tic-tac-shaped ones are more violent or the pyramidal-shaped ones are faster? Is there a classification of them, and do they have some other characteristic associated with them? So the, the, the characterizations that we have, we have seen to date really is a result uh, it, of, of size, believe it or not. So, and this is by, by no means 
comprehensive. But what we tend to see are the the smaller vehicles tend to be uh, think of a sports car or your or your uh, saucer shaped vehicles. Whereas the larger vehicles, let's say a school bus size, uh, is that of a of a cylindrical object or roughly that of a tic tac or even sometimes described as a telephone pole, and then uh, in shape, so cylindrical. And then the 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 tend to be the large ones, really large ones, tend to be uh, not always, but almost exclusively, either triangular shape or boomerang shape. Now there are some some some. Uh, anecdotal, uh, if you will, reports of of large saucers as well, and some shapes looking like a dumbbell. But the three primary categories tend to be uh, that we saw in ATIP were disc shape, and then you have uh, the longer cylindrical shape, and then finally a large large triangular shape vehicle. Uh, the triangle vehicles are often described as flying uh, very uh, close to the ground. So that was just like a good explanation of the fact that. There's so many different types of shapes and the characteristics associated with the shapes are different and how they fly, where they fly, how fast they go. So I thought that was really interesting. But here's here's Lou commenting on UFO pictures and evidence. Are there videos, pictures that you've seen that are not so grainy, not so far away, but instead up close, exact, let's say, such that someone who is on the fence about this issue would no longer be on the fence? Yeah, and I think you're seeing that with Congress. I mean, there's 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 videos and, and photographs and reporting that I've been privy to that are extremely compelling. I've said for the record that the three videos that have come out, as as interesting as they are, they're probably the least compelling of the ones that that you know we we, we had. And and this is why I'm so concerned about now the recent revelations that the Pentagon has deleted or destroyed my emails and my 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 files because there were documents on in a, a very comprehensive shared folder that we had. That was was that was you know pretty incredible. I mean, there was some 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 very high high definition, high fidelity videos in there that when you looked at it, you realize, hey, you know, that's that's not one of our aircraft. So again, Lou was the one who led the Pentagon's UFO research program, AATIP, for for years, and he's saying that those clips that we just showed you, the gimbal, the go fast, and the FLIR UFO clips, are actually like some of the worst that they've just yeah. put out to the public because they're, they're slow rolling it, but they're he, giving us the bullshit first, of course. <laughs> but the fact he's literally said, I've seen shit that is like, mm-hmm. would completely just force you to change your mind about UFOs and what they are. Oh, I completely believe it. If we're just getting stuff now, like slowly, they leak stuff years and years after they get it too. Mm-hmm. But he also said that they deleted his emails and deleted like his share folder that had a lot of this evidence in it. And he actually seemed kind of pissed about that. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I would be too. Of course he did. Because now he's like kind of out. He's kind of like a whistleblower now in a lot of ways. Like he's kind Mm -hmm. of like telling his he's doing interviews with anybody and he's telling this information. And so now the government's kind of like distancing themselves from him, even though he was a part of it for a long time. Because they want to control the narrative. They don't want any old person releasing it. So this last clip of Lou, I thought was really interesting because he basically gets asked based on what you know and you've seen, you know, about extraterrestrial beings and UFOs and stuff. Do you think, you know, how do you think it'll affect humanity when we know the truth? Oh, yeah, I've seen this this clip. (laughs) The Lonesome Space Cowboy, remember that last question that you couldn't get to, which was if the general public knew or saw what you saw, how would they what would the next week look like? How would the public react? 
somber. I think there would be this big exhale for about a day. And then this uh, turning inward and trying to reflect on what this means to us and our species and ourselves. Uh, I think... Uh, somber, sorry, oh, like a sigh of relief? Somber meaning serious. Not not like Hollywood portrays people partying in the streets and, and, and silliness like that. Um, I think you would have uh, some people perhaps turning to religion more so. Uh, you might have some people turning away from religion. Um, I think you're going to have, um, at that point, the, the philosophical and theological uh, questions will be raised. And, and people will have some serious soul searching to do, no pun intended. And I don't think that's bad, by the way. Um, I think uh, a lot of folks that have spent their times in this community being charlatans will have been exposed and uh, they will be probably unemployed and probably have to change their names because, you know, <laughs> the rest of society will look at them in an unfavorable light. Um, I think um, there are some unsung heroes that will probably come to light and uh, the world will appreciate their contributions to this topic. I think the names, scientific oh, community, the academic communities. No, I can't give those names. Uh, the I know what I was going to say is names that have been announced before. When you say the unsung heroes or new yeah, names, names haven't been announced before. New okay. Uh, I think the scientific and academic community is going to have to take a real hard look at itself uh, and and uh, see why it repeated the same mistakes it did when Galileo first proposed that the Earth was not the center of the solar system. Hubris is 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 a big part of that. And then I think, you know, maybe we start the international conversation, say, okay, we realize that this, there's, there's some things out there that are probably well beyond our, our petty discrepancies we have with each other. Um, maybe we really need to start working together on this, realize that we are really a global family. Uh, doesn't matter where you're from, or it doesn't matter what your religion is, or your culture, or your color, or anything else. Uh, we, are, we, are all, uh, we are all brothers and sisters on this tiny little rock called Earth. You know, this pale blue dot that's hurtling through space. Um, we may unify us. Well, I, I would certainly hope so. So that's like pretty profound stuff coming yeah. from him, considering what he knows. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he basically said it without saying it, that there is something else. There's some other intelligence, intelligent presence out there, whether it's from another world, another place in space, or something, another dimension. I mean, there's lots of lots of theories, but do you agree with how he said people would react? Yeah, honestly. I, I think that it's gonna kind of flip everybody upside down for a while and they're gonna have to really I mean, if we do confirm that there is intelligent life elsewhere in the universe and they're here, they're visiting us, or there's some other aspect you know something else multi-dimensional that's mm -hmm. happening and you know it, it is gonna kind of flip a lot of people's theological ideas and yeah i definitely agree with that i think it was interesting he said some some people will go to religion some will back away from it that's probably true Pretty i accurate. think i mean he definitely makes you feel less anxious about the idea personally i think with the way people are that maybe the majority will act the way he described, but I think there'll be a large chunk of people that just freak out. And I think there will yeah, be looting. It's going to be serious. It's there will be... be people freaking out, panicking. Yeah. 
which is that's crazy shit. That's why I think he said people will turn towards religion because mm-hmm. the he said somber too, and 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 that indicates that maybe whatever this thing is isn't necessarily all good either. Mm-hmm. And if we find out the truth about it, then it might freak people out to the point where they're so fearful of what could happen that next that they're you know they're like I need to believe in some type of higher power to continue living. Well, I guess it's all about how it goes down because if they just land one day or there's some type of fake alien invasion, then people are going to freak the fuck out and it won't be as much philosophical, I think as it'll be about survival and, you know, yeah, and people just questioning everything. I think especially for people who haven't let their minds wander much, it's going to be, totally shocking yeah it's going to completely rip your world apart and yeah. all your beliefs <laughs> yeah about everything you know especially if you believe you know a lot of the religious texts out there and their version of events of history mm-hmm. and everything i think it's gonna it's gonna just change everything all at once which will be overwhelming for a lot of people i think so let's let's get into talking about dr greer and his newest documentary which okay came out um, recently, and what's cool about this one is it's actually free. It's on YouTube, and he um, took uh, he gave a Creative Commons license for it, so we can actually upload it to our channel if that's something you guys would be interested in. But you can also just hop over to his channel and watch it there. Um, pretty interesting stuff, though. Yeah, and it's interesting that he he released it. I mean, pretty much right after this UFO report came out from the government. Um, and it's really like a rebuttal to everything that the government is saying. Cause I mean, as you, as we just saw with Lou, I mean, a lot of people in the government are alluding to the fact that whatever the, whatever this presence is, is not necessarily a good one and mm-hmm. perhaps could be a threat to humans here on earth. And therefore we need to be ready to, to counter any sort of attack coming from, whatever this thing is we don't know we haven't been able to identify what it is yet hence the space force being created and so i mean dr greer we've talked about him a lot but his sort of overall overarching message has always been that there you know there is an et presence here they've been visiting us for a very long time but that all of the ets that are here and who have been observing us over history are peaceful and they're not here to Mm -hmm. to incite violence or panic or do anything malicious that in fact they're here to help us transcend and you know go you know get ourselves to the next level of consciousness and evolution and and really move into a better world where this technology is sort of unleashed to the public and people have access to it and we can raise our consciousness and create a better world yeah and so dr greer always kind of makes you like gives you like that sense of hope versus other people out there are a lot more gloom and doom about it, but he's gotten a lot of shit for that, you know, being like, how do you really know everything is good at the end of the day? Um, And he talks a lot about in this new one, just about things that aren't true within the UFO community that are being spread. I wanted to bring up the ones that he specifically went over. These are the things that are falses to Dr. Greer, falsehoods, I should say, falses. (laughs) The first one that he brings up is ETs are demons. Do you have you heard much about that? Yeah, well, 
to give you some backstory on that, in order to understand that statement, you have to go back and look at Tom DeLonge. Mm-hmm. Because this is kind of where this information comes from is Tom DeLong and his group yeah. of people. And we have plenty of other web, you know, websites, <laughs> podcasts on that topic as well, and just how different they are in the community. Well, on that note, this is really interesting. Let me just read this statement from Tom DeLong because I, it's really interesting to hear this point of view uh, on the other side before you go into all of Dr. Greer's points. So Tom DeLong, he did an interview back in 2016 with uh, reporter George Knapp. And Tom DeLong, he created To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science or whatever. And he's got all of these ex uh, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works engineers. He's got Department of Defense officials. He's got basically got all of the Pentagon, all of the defense agencies and intelligence agencies officials working for him. So in this interview, Tom DeLong's quoted as saying that these a lot of these people that he's had secret meetings with have told them really interesting information. The exact term that's used by his government's contacts for what we're saying aliens is the others. They call them the others. And the way that it was explained to Tom is that they are gods with a little G. With a little G? Little G. What is that? Oh, gods I, with a Oh, I get it. Gods <laughs> with a little G. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he went on to say that the what? entire UFO phenomenon is about multiple gods that fight amongst themselves and by design factionalize mankind into different religions to step back and let us fight each other because it has other things it wants to accomplish. And we don't notice them, the others, because we're too involved in fighting each other. Our government knows that, and it knows that the others are instigating wars among mankind. That's an interesting thought. Right? And then he goes on to say that if you look at the stories of gods coming down to earth and performing various feats, it's all true. The others by design or maybe by accident happen to crash very advanced pieces of technology in the country's borders so they can make better weapons to fight bigger wars. Almost like they planted it there for us to find and for us to back engineer in order to use against each other. Damn. And we're not the only ones that have had a crash. So Dr. Greer would disagree with this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He absolutely disagrees with this because this insinuates that the others or the aliens are in fact trying to instigate violence and war. Right. Hmm. Exactly to his point. What do you think? I, I personally just can't wrap my head around the fact that every other life form in this universe is going to be a positive life life form that's going to be peaceful mm -hmm. that's not going to want to seems kind of juvenile to think that way i mean in in a perfect in a perfect world maybe that exists but we all know that that's just not it's not possible Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist i mean we know that there is the the circle of life includes death in it and the Mm -hmm. universe itself is in this cycle of life and death and a balance of good and evil there's negative there you know there's positive and negative for a reason all the mm-hmm. way down to the atomic level so to me yeah. it seems that no matter where you are in the universe there's always going to be light there's always mm-hmm. going to be darkness there's always going to be positive entities and there's going to be negative entities so that's my biggest disag- disagreement with dr greer's way mm-hmm. of thinking is that every single other being out there is going to have our best interests in mind yeah that does seem but from kind his experience because he's claimed to actually communicate with some of these mm-hmm. beings, he knows the real message and the real message is that they're here. But it's like, he for, doesn't know if he's communicating with every type of being out 
out there, you know? Yeah. So um, if he even is. Right. So his other one, his other falsehood that he brings up is that it's all interdimensional, not extraterrestrial. He agrees that that's a falsehood. Which, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think you could argue that it, we don't, we just don't know. We don't know if they're interdimensional or Well, he's saying he knows. Right. And that's the thing. It's and that's why people don't, that's why people are very, yeah, you know, skeptical. skeptical and I get it. I mean, it's hard to really believe anyone who claims to know all the answers. Right. 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 Um, the next one is we don't have man-made UFOs, which I think most people would agree with that one. Yeah. We obviously do have some man-made, right? Wh- whether or not they yeah, well, work super According well. to Tom, they literally crashed them here for us to find and yeah. for us to back engineer them. And I mean, if you know anything about UFO history, you know about Roswell, it all goes back to Roswell, at least here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then Bob Lazar, the fact that he said I was working on flying saucers, I think right. it's pretty obvious that some of the craft that we're seeing could potentially be man-made craft. The last one is aliens are abducting people. And I want to know what you think about that one, Josh, because I know that you believe aliens have been abducting people, possibly. Not not that you believe in every UFO story, but you believe in the possibility. Yeah, and that's another one where I I tend to to disagree to some extent because, A, there's been many, many people that have experienced some type of alien abduction uh, at some point. And either just don't remember it or they remember it through hypnotherapy is usually how you retrieve those types of, of memories. But they often, oft, I mean, obviously they don't really have evidence. Right. So there's no way to prove. Yeah. And I don't think he can really alien. prove that it's not aliens either. I think he's just going based on. Didn't the fact he that think he was abducted? Not abducted, but he was basically touched by a being when he was very young. That sounds uh, when he really, met with yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like I thought he, he said he was. I could have sworn he talked. I don't about think he was abducted. ever like abducted into a ship or anything like that. Okay, yeah. I guess if that's one of his. But I believe of he believes is fake. Some then. type of craft or being uh, materialized and and he had an interaction with it. But oh, just kidding. There's one last one. Aliens are a threat. Therefore, we need to build weapons in space. He thinks that is false. See and. What do you think about that? Do we need to build weapons in space? Do you think the space force is a good idea? It seems a little crazy to everyone right now, but in 20 years, are we going to definitely need something like that? (laughs) I think that's like, that's where it comes back to whether or not you believe that we can achieve this sort of universal peace here on earth and this nirvana, this highly advanced society where everybody gets along and everybody is, you know, one family, one species, and we're all living in this global, global planet together, I think is, is a lofty, is a lofty goal in mm-hmm. the long run. Cause I just don't know if that, I don't know if we can evolve to a point where that would ever be even possible. You know, like I think the amount of evolution that has to happen to get to that point is so far into the future. I mean, talk about the Kardashev scale. It's like, you know, a ways up there that I don't know if that's realistically achievable, Mm. but I think, I think it's kind of a good idea. I think why, you know, like think about other intelligent, you know, if the universe is so vast and it has all this life out there, chances are there's ships flying around in space. There's craft maneuvering. But aren't they going to be a million times better than us and whatever we have to possibly bring up there? Right. I, I think, and that's where I'm like, I think, 
this idea that it's an alien threat is not necessarily what what the government is saying. I think they're more moving towards the idea that our adversaries, China, Russia, have are going to have weapons in space. Therefore, you know, it comes back. It comes back to the space race. It comes back to the nuclear arms race. It's always been a race between nations to build, to have yeah. the the technology and have the weapons. Yeah, so this so is true. just the next step in the arms race. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any way we can get around that. I think no, if it's we, like going to if we don't do that, yeah. that could mean, I mean, what happens if an adversary builds a space weapon and we don't, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're able to aim it at us and they say we could obliterate the entire well, United States. They probably States. still will because their shit's going to be thousands of years more advanced. Well, I'm not talking ours. about aliens. I'm talking about Oh, uh, I'm talking about another country here on Earth. Humans. Well, see, that's where I'm, I get real dicey about that is I don't know if we should be. I don't think it's aliens. Is that, it going to happen? Probably. But I don't think there's necessarily going to be an alien threat. And his idea is that based on history, the, the governments are back engineering this technology and that they're going to make it look like there's some extraterrestrial threat that's going to attack us. Mm. And therefore, that's why we need to build the Space Force. That's why we need to build weapons into spaces in order to prevent an alien attack. Which, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. But according to him, the aliens are not here to hurt us. They're here to make peace with us and help us evolve. So it's all it's a false flag. You know, it's this false narrative, the cosmic hoax (laughs) that the government's going to try to play on us, just like some of the other false flag events in history. And you know, that's their excuse to get the military industrial complex armed back up and back to work. So well, how do you control how many people are on this planet now? Seven billion, eight, almost, almost eight, eight billion. Yeah. You know, how do you control people without fear? We have to be right. all universally afraid of one thing. Right. And what's that one thing going to be an invasion? So right. that whole theory and what Dr. Greer presents sounds very plausible. It's very conspiratorial, though, if you think about it, because it does, it, it you're is. looking at right. Cause like there's, he plays this clip in the film of Ronald Reagan where he's like, mm-hmm. he's at the UN and he's talking and he's saying, you know, is it going to take some, you know, foreign, you know, a threat from outer space to bring the world together. And I think so, maybe it would. And other people have said that too. other politicians that have been interviewed in the past, that that would be the one thing that brings us all together. Almost like they know that that will be the one thing that brings us all together. Right. And I think it kind of like without saying it, I think he's kind of alluding to the whole like new world order conspiracy where mm-hmm. they're trying to create like a global government over the entire planet to completely control every single human being on the planet. Well, and this is how the they're going to do it. scale. That's like what you have right, to do that, to get to the step one that's my thing is like i'm like because it all depends on how evil you think the government is and whatever you know it's it's Which I really think there is a lot of evil there's plenty to be right. worried about there's plenty to be worried about but so. it's also like in order for us to advance as a, as a civilization we need to advance but he's saying we need to do it not with weapons and arms but do it with peaceful uh self-reflection and consciousness but raising. is the government going to do that mm, probably not but anyway, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we will be right got back a couple more to theories. Yep. Yeah, go through a few more theories. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins, you've ruined my favorite song. 
PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. At Busch Gardens Christmastown, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Busch Gardens Christmastown. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, tickets as low as $39.99. Hurry before prices go up. Restrictions apply. Now that we've talked quite a bit about the idea of UFOs being some type of extraterrestrial being, you know, piloting them or, or, you know, even humans or man-made UFOs piloted by, you know, some other country out there that we just don't know about. Let's look at some other theories that are out there that I think are very interesting. And this first theory that I found comes from Mac Tawney's, who's no longer with us. Um, but he came up with this idea that we are sharing the planet with a species that's as possibly as far in advance of us as we are of chimpanzees in certain areas of development. And he calls these beings crypto terrestrials. Mm. So basically he puts forth this theory that these crypto terrestrials are a long lost species, potentially human. They could potentially look like us. They might have some differences from us, but they are, you know, more advanced than us in a lot of ways, but also they don't have like a global infrastructure like we have. But what they do is they utilize imagery that's often associated with extraterrestrials or aliens from other planets in order to disguise or mask their existence here on Earth and to kind of throw us off the scent. And their whole civilization is cultivated by this amazing sense of stealth. They thrive on secrecy. And it's possible that they're probably flesh and blood. And a lot of them could even pass for humans. And they've just been here far longer than we have. And so that's why they're more advanced than, than us in their technology and just the way that they sort of behave here on the earth. And they're nomadic. So they're not really like, you know, they're constantly moving around. They're not really like organized. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The species is very like, you know, they kind of wander, you know, different parts of the planet and, you know, where they, where they actually live. We, we don't know for sure. I mean, they could live, you know, there's a whole idea that there's a civilization inside of the earth, uh, the hollow earth theory and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole civilization that exists there potentially could there be another species of ancient humans that resides within the planet or even among us for can't all we be know disproved. No, it can't be disproved. What's interesting is that we might share a common ancestor with these crypto terrestrials because this is actually true. So today's humans carry the genes of an ancient unknown ancestor left there by hominin species intermingling perhaps a million years ago. And this ancestor may have been Homo erectus, but no one knows for sure. So there's this, we haven't fully like sequenced the entire human genome. Hmm. And because there's so much, I mean, there's so much DNA. Beyond complicated. But we know that there's a missing piece Mm -hmm. that we don't know where it comes from. It can't be explained from anything else. Can't be from human. Well, it's some type of human species. We just don't know which one it is. You know, it could have been a very primitive one, but it could Mm -hmm. have been one associated with the crypto terrestrials so that's kind of where the link kind of meets up with science is that there is this um around one percent of denisovan dna is of unknown origin 
and some 15% of these mysterious super archaic regions of DNA found in the Denisovan genome are still in circulation in humans today. But what eventually happened to this missing species remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. So could this missing species be the CTs? Missing part of us. I mean, that would it would kind of make a lot of sense it that would there would be another. I mean, we don't know. We don't no. know the history of, of our Earth, really. No. It kind of brings you back to arch-negative blood. Exactly. What's that about? Yeah. We were, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it goes back to this other race or species of humans. It totally could. The crypto-terrestrials. So now let's switch to another hypothesis known as the interdimensional hypothesis, which is a very popular idea out there. And you you had brought it up that Dr. Greer is like, it's not all mm-hmm. interdimensional. But, you know, there are a lot of ufologists that believe that the connection between the paranormal and UFOs is direct. There is a direct connection between what we associate paranormal activity, poltergeists, spirits, ghosts, with interdimensional beings, the two are connected. And therefore, you know, we know that there's other realities, there's other dimensions, you know, tons of scientists have looked at this and mm-hmm. we've, we've discovered that there are absolutely multiple dimensions to our reality. So it's like, I mean, part of the reason he gets so much criticism, he makes these bold claims as if he knows everything. Right, right. And how could he know? Mm-hmm. everything and i still really enjoy listening to what he has to say and i've learned a lot from him over the years but there's definitely some things that i question for sure he's very uh just stuck behind his own interpretation of everything exactly well i think he's created his own mo like he's got mm-hmm. his own sort of brand of ufology and his own story of what what he believes the truth is but to me, the interdimensional hypothesis makes a lot of sense versus the idea that these are all beings from other planets that have traveled light, you know, across the universe to come visit us here on Earth. To me, that seems the more I've researched things, the more I've gone away from the idea that UFOs are aliens from other planets and other star systems here visiting us. And I've gone towards the idea that these are multi, you know, interdimensional mm-hmm. and are, they could even be interdimensional beings. I mean, I really believe in the paranormal. I really believe that there is, you know, there is a lot of activity happening all around us. It's just in another dimension that we can't we can't see. Sense, yeah. We don't have that sense mm-hmm. to see it or tap into it really, unless you are. And sometimes you have those or, experiences, paranormal experiences, where you get like a little. It kind of crosses sense, over a yeah, bit. Exactly, mm-hmm. and then you have people that are full on mediums and mm-hmm. clairvoyance that tap into this other dimension you know depending on your your faith you might call it the spiritual realm but really it's another dimension of existence that's all around us so i think Mm -hmm. when you see these ufos they materialize and they dematerialize and they're oftentimes orbs of light i think and the fact that they're flying all around at these high rates of speed i think is because they are interdimensional they're literally moving in between the dimensions and that's what allows them to essentially appear in front of our eyes and then vanish yeah that's like the only thing that makes sense unless they literally become invisible at Mm -hmm. certain points they're able to do that which that's possible too but well and then there's you know then there's dr guru who taps in the spiritual side of things and you know through ce5 meditation you can actually sort of conjure these 
UFOs and beings on command using his protocols. And what's interesting is Tom DeLong also knows about this, and he claims that another ufologist, uh, Jacques Vallehi, or I probably said that wrong, <laughs> Vallee, he brought an experiencer, a CE5 experiencer, to the Pentagon who was actually able to make a UFO appear on command. And I always wondered who that person is. I wonder if it was Dr. Greer, but Dr. Greer's never confirmed that it was him. Mm-hmm. But Tom said that the orbs that appear when you do the CE5 meditation are these little machines, drones or whatever, that just sit there and wait for somebody to do that meditation protocol. And then it senses the frequency of somebody wanting to see it. And then it decloaks itself for people to see. And he also said he doesn't recommend summoning these orbs because then it goes back to the whole mm-hmm. demon thing. You know, like mm-hmm. what what are you actually conjuring? What are you actually communicating with? Is it because there is some dark shit out peaceful there. alien or are you communicating mm-hmm. with something that's just masking itself as something yeah. peaceful when in fact that's why that whole be. world just freaks me out i've heard too many stories right and then that kind of leads you to sort of the last hypothesis of you know is this potentially you know the aliens that we're always talking about and wondering about are they us are yeah. they just future humans yeah coming back to observe the past and that's always been a theory that you've seemed to align with a bit more yeah well i think when you really dive into time travel and you really look at the the science behind it and you look at what stephen hawking was working on and albert einstein and i mean they basically prove that theoretically time travel is possible there is a way to achieve it it's Mm -hmm. right now we don't know how to do it because it involves you know singularity and a black hole in order to it's possible to. they know how to do it, certain people. I mean, right. I think CERN knows a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I would yeah. not be surprised if they already understand that. Yeah. Or are already doing it. It's very true. It, they could be. But there is this professor from Montana. I think we've mentioned him on the show before. And he actually wrote a whole book about this theory. Uh, Michael Masters is his name. He's a professor of biological anthropology at Montana Technological University. And he presented this idea in his book, and he actually dubs these visitors who are piloting these UFOs uh, from the distant future as extra tempestrials, noting that close encounter reports typically describe these interdimensional beings as hairless, bipedal, human-esque beings with large eyes, large brains, small noses, and small mouths. He also states that these creatures are also often said to have the ability to communicate with us in our own languages and technologies that, while far advanced, seem to be built upon the technological prowess of today's times. I think it's very possible that these UFOs, you know, the more we study them, and and maybe even the government already knows that or is already working with time travelers from a future timeline. I mean, it seems very possible. We know it's possible to time travel. Maybe, like you said, the technology already exists, and that's, in fact, what we're dealing with is future versions of us humans thousand two thousand three thousand years into the future coming back to observe us and also helping you know the whole idea of shutting down nuclear mm-hmm. you know launches and things like that is because they're here to prevent us from destroying things and preventing the future from playing out at all i mean i think that theory sense. makes a lot of sense but you could also look at it that it's a extraterrestrial force that doesn't want us to blow ourselves yeah, up either, either. either maybe way. they don't know the future but they can just see how things are fucking going right you know just by looking at our asses right. but they're all really compelling theories. Yeah, so they really are. But 
I, I think that's where we'll end it today. Well, yeah, that was a lot of information. It was God. We want to know what Just you guys think that. about the recent document drop. And if you check out Dr. Greer's latest documentary, what you think about it personally, we'd love to hear your thoughts, whether you agree with him or not. It just gets your brain going. Yeah. And I mean, there is a lot of truth to it, too. I'm not saying it's all, no. you know, bullshit but or something. But it's, you have to always question good. It. With this type of stuff, you have to question people because there is so much just incorrect information, right. well, like, misleading things, like stuff Lou that's said, straight up made up. Charlatans out there yeah. that claim mm-hmm. to know things, claim to be right. in contact with certain alien groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, so you got to be careful. You do. And I agree. I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm just still mixed on Dr. Greer. I'm like 75% there, but like there's a big chunk of me that questions a lot of what he says. Um, just because he speaks with such confidence about things that he doesn't have evidence to back it up for. But that's just my thoughts. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, let us know what you thought. Let us know uh, what you think of these different theories, which one makes the most sense to you out of the ones we discussed today. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to do more of this in the future. Obviously, I love this topic so much. Yeah, so there's so much more to, to tackle with UFOs and the alien questions. So we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode there. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on all platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. But until then, take your mind a mile higher. At Bush Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, tickets as low as $39.99. Hurry before prices go up. Restrictions apply.